Hello and welcome to Your Dream Gym, where today we are going to be joined by Charlie Horton from a fitness marketing agency. My name is Guy Griffiths and I like to talk to people about what their dream gym would look like. A club without any real world limits. And we also like to get into people's fitness background, why they enjoy exercise and the kind of workouts that they love. Your Dream Gym is part of The Collective, a network of fitness industry professionals whose purpose is to help the industry to share, collaborate and grow. We've got a number of podcasts, we host online content, so look us up either on Facebook, LinkedIn or YouTube. And if you want to join the conversation online, please use the hashtag Your Dream Gym. I'll pop back at the end as usual with some details of new stuff coming up on The Collective, so listen to the end if you can. Next, you'll hear a quick word from our supporting partner this week, and then you'll be able to get straight into the dream gym of Charlie Horton. This episode is supported by Orbit 4. Drive operational excellence with Orbit 4. Operators can now gain transparency of the information needed to make informed, data-driven business decisions on procurement, finance, servicing, and asset management. Orbit 4 offer a comprehensive software solution to help manage commercial fitness assets. Operators benefit from having all their asset, service contract, and operational safety check information in one place, as well as a mobile app service ticketing solution for speed and ease of fault reporting. And for multi-site operators, Orbit 4 provide a data control panel which aggregates all the important information to view immediately and take action. Easy to access, developed specifically for the fitness industry and supported by industry experts. Make asset management a dream with Orbit 4. Book your demo today at orbit4.org. Today on Your Dream Gym, I'm really pleased to be joined by Charlie Horton from Fitness Marketing Agents. Welcome, Charlie, to the podcast. Thank you for having me on. Great to be here. No, it's great to have you. It's been a while, actually. We have been trying to get you on the pod. I've, I've met This is mainly the Independent Gym Owners Conference, where we've both been speakers in the past, and Charlie's always produced lots lots and lots of value lots of education for the guys at that conference so i've been keen to get him on the podcast to hear more about some of his ideas for his dream gym but i think because i've been chasing them on linkedin which as most of our listeners will know is where i spend my life um charlie's not that up to date on linkedin and has apologized for that yeah, I'm. It's, it's it's terrible. I'm. I kind of sporadically go on. I say once or twice a week and check what's going on, and then I've been pretty bad. So, but it's good to finally be here and finally yeah. get it on. And I'll yeah. From from this moment forward, I'll be much more active on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah. As a, I, I probably shouldn't probably shouldn't really call you out on it. It's, <laughs> marketing is in your title, but you've been at FMA according to LinkedIn for the whole of your life, which is almost true. Had before we get into your dream gym, how did you get started? In, in marketing and fitness, Charlie? Yeah, so I entered the fitness industry when I was 19 years old and I did a business administration apprenticeship in a personal training gym. Mm. And I, so I've never been a PT or a coach, but I entered a personal training studio from the business side and I would 
help with the onboarding of clients or call in prospective clients to get them booked in for consultations. I would then get to a point where I'd actually run those consultation processes. And then I stumbled into the marketing, helping with the social media, started to learn about paid ads, building funnels and email, all that email automations, all that fun stuff. And it's good I did stumble into that because the administration side of things I was terrible at. And had I just stuck at that, I don't think I would have been there for very long. But right. marketing was the thing that I found and I, and, and I loved. It was the first thing from a career point of view that I really had passion for and really, really enjoyed. And the gym that I worked in was full of people that were not typically gym goers. You know, it wasn't a ego filled place of people, you know, smashing weights with their tops off. It was just everyday people who wouldn't necessarily identify as a gym goer. And it was so awesome to see what fitness had done for those everyday people, which was, which made it all the more rewarding working there and learning in marketing. So I was very self-taught and I kind of stumbled into what I did. A couple of years later, I met Ben Davis, the founder of Fitness Marketing Agency, and I started yep. doing some work for him where we worked for a handful of gyms. And then from there, it just grew and grew and we continued to get results for our clients. And we're now at a point we've got over 400 fitness businesses and gyms that we work for in the UK across the world, about 30 members of the staff or just over now. And so it feels quite surreal from where we were probably think five, six years ago to where we are today, which is yeah. pretty amazing. But uh, yeah, I have pretty much done this for all of my work in life. Yeah. But it's, you know, I think, and I think what, what has talked to me is that, you know, you're, you're market, you're not marketing necessarily to the typical gym goer and you weren't at that club. You're, you know, it's, it's normal people. Yeah, um, that's it. Bring, um, bringing people in who aren't necessarily gym bunnies, which is what we should be doing, you know, getting, getting more people more active more often and all that kind of stuff. Right. Well, such a small percentage of the population identify as a gym goer. However, and I think it may have been you that said this, I think it's. It's seven out of 10 people want to be fitter, healthier, uh -huh. and happier, right? Yeah. So there's people that market to this small demographic of people that identify as a gym go. And I think it's like 14 to 18%, somewhere around that, that, that have yeah. a gym membership. But then the majority want the benefits of a gym membership, but don't identify as a gym goer. So from a marketing perspective, can we speak to those people from not gym lingo or not gym language? And you know, the marketing we have that works the best is of people that are quite deconditioned and not people that are in great shape and people that aren't necessarily lifting big weights because that's relatable to the everyday person, really. Yeah. And that's, and that is a harder sell, but it's a more noble sell. And it's what actually clubs want to be doing rather than it. It's easy to sell to a, you know, to someone who's into the gym and that's great, but that's not tip. I mean, you are, you guys are doing that as well. I understand, but there is a, Oh, for sure. Let's, yeah. You know, let, let's get new people in. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so we have all different types of gyms, but that market there of people that don't identify as a gym goer. If you're in the fitness industry, really, you want to help create impact. Mm -hmm. And the people that are already going to the gym, they're kind of following those simple, basic principles that you need to be healthier for a long-term basis, right? They're probably training three, four times a week. They've probably got their nutrition in an okay point. They're probably focusing on their sleep and drinking enough water. It's the masses of people that need that help and that, that, that that's why i really really like to serve that 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 portion of the population yeah absolutely amen to that so but, but maybe maybe that's for another podcast somewhere we could we we could podcast. go in yeah i know i know we're here to talk about my dream gym so we could probably go into that we'll have you on our podcast which we've got coming out soon but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go all into that yeah yeah more on so yeah more on that later but so let's get into let's get a little bit more into into charlie horton and uh, before we get on to your dream gym 
why do you exercise? You know, what's what's exercise or activity or movement to you? What why what does it I th- mean? I think because it just makes my life better in every single aspect. And when I don't exercise, I forget that quite quickly. So mm-hmm. when I'm in a, a good rhythm of training, generally I sleep better, my day is better, my mood is better, my relationships are better, my work is better, my productivity is better, everything is better. And then sometimes I may slip out of that and then I start to feel less productive, less energy. Maybe my moods aren't as good as they should be. And I forget why that's happening. And then I go back to the gym and I get in the routine. I was like, oh, this is the reason why. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. You've got all those surface level benefits of you look better and be fitter, which is great. And, and, and I appreciate those aspects there as well. But overall, like it just makes my life better and, and serves my life to be better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, it's a common thread throughout. You know, a lot of people talk about, you know, when they were younger aesthetics, but it is health and it is not just you talk about sleep and you talk about work and it's you know it's all those things and yeah interesting that as you say when you slip out of it you sometimes don't notice it but then when you get back into it you do yeah yeah that's it like you 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 exercise you go oh that was the thing that was making everything a lot easier because the thing because when you're not training and you're not in a consistent rhythm that's when you get unmotivated to train you know you think about going to the gym you're like oh i don't want to go because I feel comfortable, you know, right now in bed or just sitting on the sofa. But then actually when you do the hard thing initially, then you reap the long-term reward. So yeah. it feels good in the short term to not go, but actually everything else is better when I, when I train. Yeah, absolutely. And how do you, so when, when you have slipped out of it, what, what is the, what is the nudge or what is the trigger? Yeah. Cause you say you're realizing what it is when you get back to it. Yeah. What's, what's the trigger to actually get back to training you mean? Yeah, for you. Yeah, it's probably just recognizing that that is the thing that I need to get back into doing because, mm. you know, like if you're in a bit of a rut and sometimes you just got to analyze, hey, what am I doing? What have I been doing in this period of time that I, was, that I wasn't doing in that period of time? And you kind of analyze and look through and then you can see the, the, the common denominator. And for me, a lot of the time it's training. Yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah, it's interesting to know, you know, the, what does trigger people? What does get them out of it or back into it you know it could just be a big weekend it could be a a a load of work or conferences or other things but yeah recognizing that and saying i I need to get back on it is is something for all of us right yeah i i think you know i know you said it was about me but to kind of talk about let's say the everyday consumer it's probably a place of discomfort in some form or another you Mm. know you know that they want to get away from and that could be how they feel about themselves currently whether that's mentally maybe they've got a holiday coming up and the thought of going to the beach and not looking their best that creates discomfort and that prompts motivation to take some form of action but yeah yeah but it can often be if it is sleep to use your example it can be a vicious vicious cycle right a vicious circle of, of like i haven't got enough sleep feel knackered can't get to the gym that's it so you know i'm i'm guilty of this so like you, you don't go to the gym you have a bad night's sleep so you don't go to the gym you're tired and so because you're tired you choose to eat foods that may not necessarily enhance your energy and then that just makes you feel even worse. And then you continue to have bad sleep because you're eating the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you wake up and you're unmotivated. And it's, it's this cycle, right? That, yeah. that I think many people fall into. And it's just in, like, for me, keeping that discipline of a solid training routine just massively removes all, all of that for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So what, what is the routine? What's your, what kind of workouts are you doing or do you love? 
Yeah. So I do three coach-led personal training sessions a week, like in a small group setting. I do jujitsu. I'm doing this once. It should be twice a week, but at the moment I'm saying consistently hitting it once. And then, which is very new to me as well. I've only started this year. Okay. And then I am running once or twice a week there as well. So, yeah. Yeah, and those are those coach led sessions are those at that original gym or no, not not at that original gym. It's a, it's a gym that's very near the so, so I commute into Hayward Teeth, which is where I work and I live in Brighton. So it's right by the station. So I wake up, I get on the train, I get in there for seven o'clock in the morning. Someone tells me what to do, and I'm kept accountable, and I do the work, and then I, I leave and I crack on with my day basically. So yeah. that's that's a very ideal situation for me at the moment, just to make sure I get it done, and then I can crack on with my day. Yeah, with it. And you're book, are you book having to book those sessions? So there's accountability there as well. Yeah, that's it. I book it in like the week before, just get it all booked and sorted, which is quite nice for me because my my week doesn't typically look the same. So it's just good to be able to have that flexibility and just know exactly when I can get in for the week. Yeah, and I think again, it's a common thread through the podcast. A lot of guests have said, you know, who are very fitness knowledgeable, you know, or have been PTs, they they, they want a coach led session. That's what a lot of people that understand fitness benefit from. I just want to go there and be told what to do. Yeah. And there's, and there's a commercial gym right by Bryson station and I was going there and that's also convenient. Right. But I just wasn't motivated. I wasn't pushing myself to go and do it. The gym's all right. Don't get me wrong, but I was going there and I just wasn't really enjoying that process very much. And where I, where I go to now costs far more than a regular gym membership. But I, I, I believe like you value what you pay for. Yep. So by me paying extra, it makes me value it. It makes me put skin in the game and actually do it. You know, Absolutely. spending yeah. 25, 30 quid in the gym membership, you know, on that lower end, right? If you don't go and still spend that money, it's not the biggest loss in the world, if that makes sense. No. Whereas if I'm paying a more premium fee and not using it, then that's going to be a bit of an issue, right? So you're going to have a word with yourself. Yeah, yeah that's it. I think I know a big, big budget club right near the station, right? That's it. Yeah. 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 And it's not a bad gym by any means. It's got nice facilities. It's got yeah. a nice changing room. It's got a sauna, but it's that guidance. It's that accountability. It's that connection that yeah. I think is very nice. It's nice to speak to people and just, you go back to a session, they remember what you've done before and they kind of tailor things there. And it's just giving you, you know, you don't, you don't have to do any of the guesswork, right? Or, yeah. or the thinking. And don't get me wrong, like I'm familiar with a gym, but it's just nice to have that accountability. Yeah, yeah. Big, big, a big word for lots of people, I think, accountability on, on workouts. And tell us about jiu-jitsu as well. How, how did you get into that? So I... Or, or, or what does it give you? Yeah, so I, I started January this year and I'm quite familiar with a gym and I just wanted something new to learn and do that's kind of fitness centered, but maybe I can gain a skill and that, that I can suck at. So I am legitimately still terrible at jujitsu. I'm having a lot of fun, but it's really, really hard, but really, really good. And every time you go there, it's a process of, I would say, failing slightly less than you did last time. And it's a very humbling experience as well. But, you know, it doesn't matter how fit or strong you are. It really matters about how you think in those situations and it's uh, yeah it's just it's, it's just a thing that i'm really bad at that i'm slowly learning to be slightly less bad at and i'm enjoying that process very much because you know i'm not like a master of the gym but i'm very familiar with it you know yeah. i'm I, I would say i'm i i'm a sophisticated buyer within the fitness industry whereas jujitsu yeah. completely new yeah cool I was, 
I, I, I don't know as much about jujitsu, but I do Taekwondo. I do it partly because I do it with my son. Nice. But actually the mindfulness and the trying to learn patterns and the, I'm not thinking about a podcast or an email or a proposal because I'm trying to work out if I'm doing a middle block or a, if I'm turning left or right. And it's like doing Sudoku at the same time as, I don't know, but it, yeah, it's a challenge. Every week is a challenge and some weeks it is like, oh my God, but, and my son's the same. Yeah. I think that mindfulness part for martial arts massively is, 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 it's very mindful. It's very, it's a very calming process, which is strange because especially with jujitsu, you're trying to choke someone out, but somehow like the bot, the end result of when you leave is you feel quite calm. It's a, yeah, it's a really, it's a really interesting one. But yeah, really, really. You've been in in that zone for an hour or or whatever the session is and you come out going, yeah, I mean, I've not been in a flotation tank. Well, I have, but you know, not for that hour, but you kind of come out on a different cloud, but you're on a cloud, right? Yeah, that's it. It's yeah, it's really, it's really, really fun to learn. And um, looking forward to again, being slightly less bad than I currently am. Cool. Good, a good challenge. And then finally running, you said, so you're running a. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm, I, I love running. I used to be a massive runner. I do it less now just because I do other elements of training. It's nice to have the balance. I was, I used to run like five days a week and that was like the main thing, but yeah, but I love the combination of resistance training, conditioning, running, and then a little bit of, ju- a little bit of jujitsu there as well. So it's just a really nice combination that that's going on there. And I live by Brighton seafront and when the sun's out running along the seafront, there's nothing quite beats it. Yeah. And are you doing 10 Ks or half marathons or is that a kind of challenge just coming into you running? Um, so just, so, I, so, I just so I've done run. a marathon in the past and I've done a lot of OCR events like Spartan races at, at a competitive level a number of years ago. At the moment, I'm just doing five to 10 Ks. You know, I've done a couple of high rocks recently. I think I'll do one in November. Mm-hmm. I've got a competition called Affex coming up, which is, it's got some running in it, but it's also got some strength-based workouts there as well. So, so I'm, I'm, you, you've kind of got to be good at a few different elements to be able to compete in that competition. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So yeah, good, a, a really good blend there. My my first half marathon was in Brighton and I thought it was going to be good because it was by the sea, nice and flat, but Brighton's quite hilly. Yes. It's so yeah, so the first, so yeah, I did Brighton Marathon and the first part of it is it does have some hilly elements mm-hmm. and then all, and then it's just straight along the seafront, which is nice. But then you get to Shoreham Power Station, which is, it's a power station. So it's not very scenic either. And that's, and there's no people cheering you. So that part is, is, is pretty difficult. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it, it is great running along the seafront, depending on what direction you're running and which way the wind is blowing. Right. Yeah. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Wicked. Wicked. Well, that's a great, yeah. Great, great kind of background to exercising because it makes your life better basically. But then yeah, a, a, a great blend of exercise routine as well. Yeah. And, 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 and ultimately generally speaking i just believe it makes it will make everyone's life better so i'm I'm a big advocate to get everyone exercising because i I just think not not even just the aesthetic side right which is what most people market because that's what most people want on a surface level but just generally people's lives i believe are better when they do some form of resistance training some sort of cardio and i think that's a good thing to try and get people to do so yeah that's so, so, so 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 i'm very like very lucky to be able to do what I get to do on a daily basis. Yeah, but that's also why why you're good at it because you, you know you are, you do genuinely believe in it and practice what you preach. So yeah, yeah, kudos to you. Thank you. So tell us about then your dream gym, Charlie. You've got a limited budget. I've got. Yeah. I'm, I'm your dream gym genie. Nice. Uh, what What do you want? So I would probably have, and I know I just said I'm currently doing like coach led stuff at the moment. 
I would love to have like my own home gym, but not just like a garage with a few weights, like a real home gym setup where I can go downstairs and open a door and it's there for me to use. And it's the easiest, most convenient section there as well. So I would have my own home gym. I would still probably like a trainer just to be able to like help push me through. Sometimes I, sometimes I need that, but it would be very functional focused. It would still have some machinery, probably like a few cable machines, but it would be more functional focused, maybe a little bit of a CrossFit style there, but it would be literally a door away from where I live. It would be like if it was like a downstairs garage and it was just all kitted out there, that's what it would be for me. Just something that I can get to as quickly and easily as possible. Be my personal dream gym. And yeah, be able to play whatever music you want, be able to just do whatever you want in the gym. And this is absolutely fine. So that, 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 that's what it'd be for me. Cool. But at the moment, what I'm doing, I'm like, I, I very much love what I do now from a training point of view. So it's not too far off. Yeah. And it's, it's part of your commute, as you say. It's interesting. There's a lot of guests who've said, oh, it needs to be on top of a mountain or, you know, I don't care about the location. But actually, and I guess it probably talks a little bit to your, you know, your, your job, which is looking at a certain, geographical area and trying to get people because people don't necessarily join the best gym or their dream gym they join the gym closest or most convenient to them for their yeah. commute or for their home so that's yeah, it and they into that they they that they join for convenience like it's closer it's cheaper it's got it's got parking it's got all of this but yeah. that's things to get you there but what's going to get you to stay you know and it might not necessarily be those things but the convenience is super important but it's not the only thing that's that that that, that that's important. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but but for you, yeah, it's got to be there downstairs or next door, or you're just opening the door and there. Yeah, that, the, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's what I'd love to have there as well. Yeah. And then maybe, and then also, I feel like recovery is uh, becoming a big part within the fitness and wellness space. It's not just about exercise. So I'd probably like to have a sauna, like a cold plunge, nice. in another room there as well. That'd be that'd be pretty cool. Who did the, did you do one of the interviews at Independence with the, with the percussive suits on? Or was that some? No, that wasn't me. No. No. But yeah, I was, I was, I was thinking of some of that, some of those recovery tools, but no, but a, yeah, a sauna and a cold plunge. That sounds, sounds great for after the workout or as an alternative. And you've got your trainer there maybe once or twice a week for that accountability side of things, I guess. Yeah, that's it. Or just, or, or just some sort of coaching element. You know, online coaching is very big at the moment. And it's just uh -huh. making sure that you've got something that is keeping you accountable there um, mm. and, and just some, some sort of program to follow. Because when I'm left to it on my own, I'll typically just do, like sometimes I'll get, like let's say I'm not following a program and I just go to the gym. I'll just do the things I want to do at that time. Yep. So I can tip the box to go into the gym. Where if you've got a program, you're working on that thing. So mm. some sort, I'd, I'd have a home set up, but there'd be some sort of coach-led element within that. Yeah, so that maybe your coach can dial in. Yeah, maybe it's not a session you want to dial in. Maybe you're playing the music loud and just. Uh, I try. I, I think it was Woody Paul Woodford who what just basically wanted a similar setup to yours in his in his garage or in a, in a you know in a cool room, but he wanted to work out like no one was watching, probably yeah. with a couple of mates. And that's it. That's it. Yeah, there was nothing untoward going on, but he just wanted the music up loud and to just get into his headspace and do what he wanted but the accountability part is also important so maybe a coach is like a remote coach dialing in getting you to that extra rep or yeah keeping you accountable right i love i love what you said there like to work out like nobody's watching because yeah. that's what's that's what probably everybody wants 
And that's probably what stops people from going to the gym is that the thought of that there's other people watching, right? So, you know, can you create an experience where it feels like no one else is watching? And would that be, and, and what does that look like? And how, how, how would that help people? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I say my, you say my words. I think it was Woody who said that. Yeah, yeah. But I think the point or the interesting thing there is, yeah, I want to work out when I was watching, you know, maybe because I'm trying to get to that last rep and I am pulling that face or, or whatever it is. But at the same time, you do have your remote coach. Maybe it's just a digital solution that they're going, yeah, you skip one there. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. But yeah. To summarize, yeah. Home gym, coach-led situation. Could be in person, could be a little bit of online, but just yeah. something to keep me accountable and just make me stick to what I'm meant to be doing. Yeah, nice. And then the sauna and the cold plunge as a recovery afterwards. That'd be cool. Yeah. Anything else? What what else would you have there? You know, it's it's not not you're not you're not definitely not going over budget here. Yeah, I know. It'd be it'd be a pretty modest setup to be fair. But no, it would just it would just be it probably it probably would be quite simple. I'm quite a simple guy, but in terms of like I don't like anything too flashy. But it would just have a lot of functional stuff there, have an assault runner, skier, biker, assault bike, dumbbells, kettlebells barbell pull up bar and a rig and then probably have some some like some some cable equipment one, one thing i would say is i'd make sure the roof is high you know some some people have got really great home gyms and it's, re, it's a really low roof and that kind of obviously they haven't got too much of an option right but if it was my dream gym i'd just make it high so i can literally do whatever i wanted to in that space yeah and that, it was a really interesting point at a boxing club that i was working with and they were saying, you know, what's the problem? You know, it had always set up beautiful design. I won't go into too much detail because I can't remember who designed it anyway, but they were saying you need, you need to skip, you need to do skipping ropes and we can't because of the amazing neon lights we've got here. It's like, yeah. we need to take our clients outside to do skipping workouts. And it was like, okay, yeah, never thought of that, but. Yeah. Or if you like want to do like an overhead press or, 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 or just anything overhead, right. If, yeah. if it's too loud, it's going to be a problem. Yeah, you don't want to be going through the, I mean, it's not, not so much, you know, UV tubes now, but yeah, you don't want to be breaking that nice neon lighting. Yeah, especially for me and you, because we're, we're, we're both quite tall people as well. So to start with, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it, especially for us. Absolutely. And what kind of, you talk, you did mention music. What kind of music's playing? Oh, it's a great question. So I, 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 I like quite a lot of drum and bass. Uh, especially like if you're kind of going into the workout, I do just like a bit of everything to be fair, but like a lot of DMB. I like a lot of the sort of cheesy CrossFit music that just like, like the kind of like hard rock CrossFit s stuff that just yeah. like, it's just right for when like you're in the gym and trying to like push really, really hard. So that sort of stuff, like that sort of like, like rock pump up CrossFit esque yeah. music that, that just, just for stuff that kind of gets the juices flowing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, drum, drum so D and B and maybe a bit of GNR. That's it. Yeah. That's, that's it. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Nice one. And do you have a name in mind, Charlie, for your dream? Oh, you know, yeah, I've, I've, I've struggled. I've struggled with, I was thinking about this before. I was like, what would I call my like gym? Because, because it's just for me, I don't really need to call it anything like something. I know like, like the den, the lab, my girlfriend wants to name her gym Strongevity. I like that name because it's, yeah, I, I like, I like the blend of strength and longevity there. So maybe something like that, but I don't, I'm not a hundred percent set on a name to be fair. I don't, I don't know. Mm. Yeah. Maybe one of those three, but yeah, not, not. Because it's mine, I feel like I doesn't really need a name too much, you know? Yeah, I know what you mean. But the, the den or the lab or something like that, or borrowing stroke stealing from your girlfriend. Strong, That's it, yeah. Longevity. That's it. Nice. Okay, I like it. All right. So, yeah, sounds like a, sounds like a great place. It does sound like you're working out there on your own. But to get yeah, into, yeah. 
would 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 there be mates down there as well? Would you be oh, yeah, it'd be yeah, yeah, that's it. Right? It's it's a place for you to train kind of how you want with yeah. with with who you want, really. Because because I like training with people. I love I love training with like one or two people when you're doing a workout together. Mm. I always even even as a home gym for me, I, I I'd rather have someone there. I think it makes the workout more fun. You can kind of push each other a little bit and and and, and keep each other accountable. When you're on your own, that's when you kind of start to skip the reps. That's yeah. when you start to kind of cut corners potentially. So yeah, it it definitely be good to have people there. It would just be on my it would just be on my convenience when I want to train right below my house. So I'd be I'd, I'd be very selfishly getting them to come to my place. Yeah, yeah, no, that's cool. And that kind of leans into one of the quickfire questions that I love, which is who would be your two ideal workout buddies? This is the, it's the dinner party question, right? Oh, okay. Like, yeah. If you could, if you could train with anyone like super famous. Anyone alive or dead or, or just give a shout out to one of your mates or, you know, but yeah, who, who would be there? Nice. So I probably, I probably do something with like, have you heard of David Goggins? Yeah, the name as well. So he he's like he's ran like many ultra marathons. He's got the world record for most pull ups, yes. and he's just an absolute savage. And not that I'm ne- anywhere near his fitness levels, but he's a very motivating guy. So I feel mm. like he would complete. He would he would he would keep me going through that sheer motivation there. Yeah. Uh, so I go for David Goggins. I would probably say and this is this isn't this isn't anyone you know, but a number of years ago I used to train at the gym that I used to work at called Potential Personal Training and. I would train with the head coach there called Connor like every day. And we were just train we were both trained towards a marathon together, but some other stuff as well. And that was probably that was probably like one of the most fun training blocks I've ever had. When you're just like working with someone, he's pushing you and keeping you there. So that was probably some of the best time. So if I could have that back, I would definitely I, I would I, I would definitely go for that. Wicked. So shout out to Connor at potential <laughs> training. That's it. Nice yeah. one. Cool. Another quick fire questions. When was your last workout or when's your next workout? My last workout was yesterday, yesterday evening. And I'm training tomorrow at eight o'clock. No, no, I'm not. I'm going to go for a run today, this evening, actually. Um, okay. The sun is out. So yeah, going to run today, going to train tomorrow. Uh, yeah, it was it was a conditioning piece yesterday um, in preparation for FX. And at the end, I had to carry a, a 40 kg med ball for 20 meters and then do 15 kettlebell thrusters, which which suck. I just lost my breath completely after doing those. And then it was eight box box jump burpees. And then that was for 12 minutes and that was horrendous. But yeah, good, good, good fun overall. Living the dream, right? That's it. Wicked. So one, one last one. It's not so much a commercial gym, it's your own, but if you did have some guests in there, how would they get banned? What, what are the rules? Give me a rule that would, you'd have to throw someone out of your dream gym. Yeah, that's, yeah. Well, I think like, let's say, Let's say I had my gym and it was full of other people. Uh, it would just be any behavior that interferes with someone's else, someone else's comfortability. Uh, that's not a word. Like someone like it no, that, 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 that makes anyone feel uncomfortable in the gym because, hmm. you know, like I, I, I hate the thought of someone not being able to go into a gym because they've been made to feel uncomfortable by a certain scenario, whether that's been, they've been intimidated by someone. Maybe someone's been a little bit, I don't know, like harassy or harass someone potentially, or just like, or or someone just feels very self-conscious. So any sort of behavior that makes someone else, but this, any behavior that disencourages someone else to exercise would be behavior that would ban them from my gym, essentially, because I think, because fitness is for everybody, regardless of ability and anything that disencourages that I am very against that. It's like, yeah, right. One, one strike and you're out. Yeah, that's it. Perfect. Or maybe a little conversation, you know, there's always, there's always room for yeah, a second chance. Yeah, sorry. But yeah, yeah. 
yeah. yeah. Not let's let's not let's not do that again. But again, yeah, it's back, yeah. It's always lessons to be learned, right? Yeah. Back to your point of yeah, fitness is for everyone and it's inclusive. And actually, we're what we're what we're into is not necessarily selling fitness to the already active. It's yeah, it's getting more people involved. Yeah, and it's and and it's if if you are part of that already very active, you know, how can you be encouraging to those people rather than you know you see you see videos of people filming someone doing like a really bad set and they put it online and all that sort of stuff and I, and I get there's like humor around it but sometimes like it makes me feel really bad like if that's just someone that just is trying to get healthy and then they get mocked or something like I'm, I'm not a huge fan of that sort of stuff no that's don't, yeah don't don't film them go and offer to help them and equally when they're doing it right compliment them on you know good exercise technique that's it that's something I'd like if if I was to have a different gym that wasn't a home one I, I always find like those commercial gyms uh, and 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 I get it, but it's like very much headphones in, go in, do your thing, and leave. It's always such a such a lonely experience, even though there's lots of other people there. And I wish that there was a bit more, I don't know, like a bit more like conversation that takes place or a bit more friendless. But I get it; people want to go in and out. But that's that's always something that I find a little bit unenjoyable about the gym. It feels like a very isolated thing when you do go into a gym full of other people. Yeah, I, I probably talked to your point about yeah the budget club in Brighton that we're not naming, but you know. The, it, it it has become the norm. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's one of the things that I think the industry should be trying to break. Yeah. And that's, and that, and, and that's fine if that's what someone wants to do. Right. Like I'm not right to train how they want to train, but for me, like I do I, like, I, I like having a bit of interaction throughout the process and having a bit of a laugh with people and stuff. And yeah. that's why I like training where I train now. And that's why I like in my ideal dream to, to have people come and train with me as well. Yeah. 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 Wicked. Well, it sounds like a great club. The 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 den or strongevity. The den, the strongevity, yeah. yeah something yeah. like that. Look, I I look I look forward to visiting when it becomes a reality. Yeah, come come way. come, we'll do a workout. Yeah, with it sounds good with David Goggins and with your old PT Connor. From That's it. Yeah, PT. shout out to Connor. Yeah, wicked. Cool. Well, listen, thanks for your time joining us, Charlie. If people, well, so we've already. At the start, we said, don't find Charlie on LinkedIn. Well, do, <laughs> do, and encourage him to use LinkedIn more. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, do find me on LinkedIn now, because hopefully by the time this comes out, I'm, I'm posting loads of content. But, <laughs> but um, people can find you on there or where else. Yeah, go on LinkedIn. Same. If you follow the Fitness Marketing Agency page on Instagram, I'm kind of there a lot on the content behind the scenes on the stories and all that fun stuff there. Or yeah, or, or follow me on LinkedIn. Oh, also, we've got a Fitness Marketing Agency. We've got our podcast yes, launching, at the end, launching at the end of June. So I'm really, really excited for that. So if you are a gym owner, a small group training provider, a PT, a coach, fitness business owner that wants to kind of learn how our most successful clients have built their businesses, essentially what they do in this is just share their stories of their mistakes, their failures, and what they do now to actually grow their businesses and, and help impact more people. So that's going to be coming out at the end of June, which is called the Fitness Marketing Agency Podcast. We'll probably be posting it on LinkedIn, Instagram, all, all, all those, all those yep. places. No, perfect. Listen, we'll share out in the collective as well because that's ultimately that's what it's all about. And if you're putting out great educational content, I'm sure business will come from it. But listen, it's helping the industry. Ultimately, it's going to get more people healthier and fitter, which is what we all want to do. That's so, it. And we'll have to, and we'll, 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 we'll have to get you on the podcast as well at some point. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. So yeah, the Fitness Marketing Agency podcast, listen out for that one. We'll try and share it as well. Charlie, thanks again so much for your time. Of Thank you so much for having me on. Properly soon. Yeah, at the, at the next conference. Yeah, I'll see you at the independent gym owners in, in July. Wicked, or depending on when this comes out, in December. Yeah, yeah in the winter July, one, yeah. <laughs> or in December. 
or yeah, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, see you at the next conference. Yeah, see you then. Thanks for having me on. Hey, it's Guy back again with the usual thank yous, details of our next guest and events coming up on The Collective. Firstly, a big thanks to you for listening to this episode. We hope that you enjoyed it. And thanks again to Charlie for giving us his time and telling us all about his dream gym, Strong Longevity, um, and the guests in there, David Goggins and Connor from Potential PT. Um, thanks also to Orbit4 for their support with this episode. Really good to have those guys on board. If you want more podcasts from The Collective, look out for a live event on the 31st of July. We will be launching Health Seeker Stories. We'll be going live on LinkedIn. So check out um, The Collective or Guy Griffiths on LinkedIn and you will find the event there. Join that live and then all the episodes of Health Seeker Stories will be dropping shortly after that. If you want to get involved in this podcast, Your Dream Gym, or The Business of PT with Adam Daniel, or any of the other podcasts on The Collective, please either give me a shout out or get in touch on the socials. You can contact me direct, guy at ggfit.com if you wish. Next week on Your Dream Gym, I'm really excited to say we have got Dr. Glenda River-Allen of We Talk Wellbeing on. Really excited to uh, hear about her dream gym. I hope you'll join me next week to hear all about it. See you then.